Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed that you're joining us. Today is the exciting conclusion of a two-part interview with the author of a unique, exciting, and very revealing end-time scenario book series called The Apocalypse Games. Now, D.C. Smith has written his latest release, the first book, The Apocalypse Game, with the intent of making this a book series, and book two's almost ready, so you need to get your copy of your book, book one, right now, amen? This series is taking things that we see happening all around us and focusing on how they all are piecemealing together into what's known as the end times, amen? This book will change your perspective on a number of things you see happening around us. I guarantee it. All right. Enough of Brother Bob talking. Let's jump back into the interview and the conclusion of this great interview about the Apocalypse Game with T.C. Smith. So this is book one of the series, and you said book two is written, but not quite published yet. When is it going to be ready to publish? You know, I'm, I'm just finishing a proof now. We're, we're sending it out to formatting in a few weeks. Um, and uh, then uh, I've learned, <laughs> I did it the wrong way with book one, but I've got to send it out to uh, for for reviews before we actually publish it and get so we can get all that structured correctly. So I think we'll be looking at uh, publishing it perhaps uh, in late spring, okay, in spring, cool. and uh, hopefully we'll get some reviews uh, done by February or March and you know get structured all the right way. Amen. How would you classify your book series, The Apocalypse Game? Is it science fiction? Is it fantasy? Christian fiction? How would you describe it? That is a brilliant question that I struggle with. Uh, you know, the reviewer called it science fiction with religion and touches of horror. I, mm, I uh, wow. you know, but but in on Amazon you've got a you've got a list of categories, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I've, I've listed it as Christian fiction uh, once. I've listed it as um, science fiction. I've listed it as thriller, and uh, so I, I'm still uh, testing various Amen. versions of that to see what what reaches the audience because the audience I want is not only Christian. Mm-hmm. I think Christians will love this. Well, yeah. the feedback is Christians do love it, uh, but uh, is but I, I do want to try and find a way to get, bring in these secular readers who right. you know who, who will look through through Jonas's eyes and perhaps resonate with him mm, for okay. a time at least, and then mm-hmm. and then start to see the pressures of well or the opportunities we should mm-hmm. say of, of uh, God. Yeah, yeah. So, who is this book written for? The book series written for? You know, who is your ideal reader? The Christian reader is going to love it. Okay, amen. Yeah, Christian amen. reader is going to love it. Yeah. Amen. Let's talk a little bit about current events we see happening right now and relate them back to your book because you know you were, you said you've been writing this book for years, so things have evolved over time. So, you know, I mean, we got natural disasters happening all over the world, right? Increasing in intensity. And, and share some parts of your book that might hit on that subject. Well, uh, some well, some of it is is really uh, spooky. 
because I've I've considered that we are entering entering into the tribulation period for some yeah. time. Yeah. And now you know visionaries right around the yeah and visionaries have allegedly received messages from Christ around the globe have said for about a year now that we have entered the tribulation period. And so. As I wrote this year, uh, over the past years, you know, I, I imagined that scenario, just that scenario, and including war in Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, in, in this time frame of this book one, there's there's war with China and Asia. There's uh, expanded war in Europe. There are or they're on the umpteenth version of a cycle of plague, COVID, but also other diseases. Right. Uh, there's an economic depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's uh, you know uh, vast dilution in the value of the dollar from mm-hmm. money printing. Yep. And uh, and and so you know it's it's a very troubled time and it's, and what's what I find so interesting in reality in our life is that in our world is that these things happen just as you said I mean there's a record volcanism mm-hmm. there are earthquakes all over the place there are wars mm-hmm. and rumors of war there are there is a genocide we have you mm-hmm. know Muslims in the Middle East uh, crucifying Christians and beheading yeah. them and so forth. So we have all of these incredible uh, things going on around the world, and yet we all, you know, most people consider it to be normal because yeah. it creeps up on you day by day by day, yep. right? Become desensitized so to it. You do. And so I'm trying to really get people to think, because in the book series, all of those things are happening, at the same, including famine. You know, right now, the famine mm-hmm. around the world is huge. Mm-hmm. Oh, we yeah. see it in our country because we produce so much food. We see it as higher food prices. Yeah, because there's a global competition for food, but in a lot of places that can't afford it, there's famine. Yep, yep, and and crime, and, crime is like out of control. Uh, you see that oh. every night on the news. I mean, you know, and I'm sure that you know you talked about where your book one is located at, where Jonas and, and New York City and all that. So I'm sure that crime is a big issue uh, in the book. Absolutely, and the and the parks of New York City are. Are crowded with refugees, economic refugees, mm. and otherwise. And um, you know, we have this situation. And I remember there's a there's a preacher, there's a key scene uh, early in book two. Unfortunately, we're talking about book one right now, mm. but it's uh, it's it's a preacher talking about um, you know this world we live in today, where so much has become free, right? The internet is free. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's you know porn available 24 hours a day oh, to anybody, yeah. including our and our poor children. Yeah. At what cost to our our dignity? Yep. And and and, and so free social media at what cost to dignity and and uh, sense of well-being in our children, and it goes on and on. And of course, with with AI, you know there is the potential, and you know there are huge investments going into life extension today, genomics research, as Jonas does in book one, as he is re- that's exactly what he's researching, how to control our genetic expression, which can can result in much longer lives as well. And so as he he. But at, at what at what cost will it be? If we have an all-knowing AI, for example, will many people come to view that AI as God? Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, the, those people that don't believe in our real God, our supernatural God, will start to view this all-knowing entity as some sort of deity to them. Yep. Amen. And so Amen. that's a that's a that's a that's a thread that happens through Book One uh, is because, of course, Jonas is not a believer. And he speculates that his vast hella might be viewed as uh, God someday. And we'll see how that materializes as mm. the book series rolls out. Amen. Amen. And, you know, I've coined the term for uh, 
all these things happen because you know we've always had wars and rumors. I mean, Jesus even said, you know, you're always going to have wars and rumors of wars, famines, disasters. You know, all these things happen, but we've never seen them all happening at the same time at an ever increasing intensity like we have right now. I mean, it, it just goes hand in hand with with what the gospel says about the end of days. Absolutely. I mean, I I I, I firmly believe that tribulation has started. I think we're in the early innings yeah, of, yep. uh, of that, of that uh, game, yep. that apocalyptic game. Yep. Yep. And, and I don't know if you've paid any attention to the like asteroid Apophis uh, or anything like that, that uh, you know, when they first discovered it, they said it was going to impact the Earth in April of uh, 2029, you know, which would be a life-ending event, they said. And there was so much uproar, like, what, what, what? That NASA came out like two days later and said, oh, no, 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 it's going to miss us, but it'll be real close. It's going to pass between the moon and the Earth. <laughs> you know, like, oh, don't worry about it. But then all of a sudden they're doing all these testing with launching missiles to satellite, you know, to these, uh, to try and knock off asteroids and stuff. And, and uh, you know, I mean, 2029 is, what, seven years from 2022? And then they say, oh, well, if it misses us, it won't come back. It'll be even closer when it comes back on its return trip in 2036, which is what? Seven years after 2029. So, you know. Yeah, right. And, take and it and leave. That's right yeah. in there. Yeah. You know, I part of part of the timing, you know, my overall sense of timing for yep. mankind, humankind, uh, is that um, – you know, you know, you know, the 2000 year anniversary of Jesus's resurrection is coming. Yeah. Amen. That's right. Praise the Lord. Amen. So yeah. based upon Amen. your beliefs, you, you've already said that you, you believe that we are just entering the first couple innings of this whole thing winding up entirely, you know, life as yeah, we know I, it. Right. I, and, I actually think we're in the first inning. Yeah. 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 It's going to get a lot worse. Yep. Amen. I, I'm, I'm right there yeah. with you. Uh, I'm, I think we're introducing the players, you know, how they come running out to the sidelines. I, I think we're like right there, you know, where, you know, in this corner is China, who's lined up with Russia, who's lined up with Iran, which is the trifecta in the Bible <laughs> type thing, you know. So I think, yes, you know, absolutely. I think we're right is there. That, is, we're is, right there. Is, that, is that Gog and Magog? Yeah. The, the, uh, yeah. The, you have, you know, uh, where they said Russia, you know, just to put it in, a generic sense. Russia invades Israel from the north, and Persia comes in. You know, and Russia and Persia, you know, got, uh, you know, Persia is now Iran, so they're they're coming in, and then the two hundred thousand man army coming from the east. You know, and all three of them right now are in cahoots together, right? So, and yeah. they say, well, what would what would cause them to invade Israel? Well, when this thing in Ukraine started. All of a sudden, Israel discovered oil, the vast reserve of oil in Israel under you know in their ground. So they're already making a, uh, arrangements to pump oil to Europe, so Europe doesn't have to buy oil from Russia. And Russia's economy is devastated, and they're relying on that oil income. So once again, we'll have another war based upon oil, and the only way they can you know, survive is by invading Israel because they're, you know, basically crippling Russia at that time. This is what I, this, this is the gospel according to Brother Bob, the way I see it right now, if I was writing a fiction book, right? And uh, so I see that's the trigger point for Russia to invade. And since they're already in cahoots with, 
China, and China's already said they're going to support them in the war in Ukraine, and they're sending you know stuff over. But Iran's waiting for any reason at all to invade Israel. So if they can get Russia to join the battle, they're going to be right there with them. You know. Oh, and, absolutely. Uh, so, so, yeah. You know, and Turkey is no friend of Israel. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and Syria. So they're they're yeah. all just looking for a, a yep. method and means. Yep. Yeah. And, 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 and then, of course, with, we. And, oh, go ahead. And who and Bob? Who could have? Who could have guessed? Yeah. Could have thunk it, right? As yeah. I, I sometimes say, who would have ever thunk it? That's that, right. Uh, here, 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 we have the the leader of Russia, who has the most nuclear weapons in the world yep. and the most modern. Yep. Threatening to use them. Exactly. Almost every day, threatening to use them. Exactly. Even uh, yesterday, yep. one of his top generals said we yep. should use them. Yep. So, so I think this. I think the war in Europe is going to spread. Yep. I, I hope it doesn't spread over here, but it might. Well, and uh, I think it's going to get worse. And I'd be shocked if, if during this journey of the next few years, we don't see China invade Taiwan. Exactly. I mean, I mean because, you know, but yeah, yeah. they're right there. Yeah. And, you know, because what's the United States going to do? Well, we already swore we're going to go fight for Taiwan. So there you got, you know, Russia saying we'll support China. China saying we'll support Russia. They're, you know, now right. they would declare war against us. And, and, you know, it's always been interesting to me that the United States is not listed as a major player in the end days. And we've heard for years all it's going to take is one EMP detonation right above the, you know, right above Kansas, and it knocks out the entire electric grid in the United States. And it's not, yeah. you know, like, oh, we lost power for 10 days because of a hurricane. They said if this goes off, you're going to lose it for years. It'll take two, three, four, five years to come back online. And yeah, boom, that's you're right. done. You're done. The U.S. is no longer a major player. And we're already falling off the ladder. It's just a matter of, you know, what's going to happen. You know, so. Yeah, that um, is really the worst, worst case scenario that keeps us awake and our family as well. Yeah. Keeps us awake at night. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. EMP, you know, it, it doesn't take 100 nuclear weapons to put us under. It takes one or two. One. Yep, exactly. Yep. One or two well-placed, yep. and yep. that's it. And and we, yep. we're we not going to be able to respond. And that just leaves the trifecta ready to, to do what they need to do to wrap all this up. Praise God. Yeah. I mean, I, I know everyone's thinking like, man, this is doom and gloom. No, this is what the Bible says is going to happen. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean right. it's doom right. and gloom if you're not born again. Let's put it like that. You know, if, if, if Jesus is not your Savior, it is doom and gloom for sure. But for the you know, that's why, you know, my family asks me sometimes, saying, Papa, you know, what are we going to do if that really happens? I say, well, if they launch nuclear weapons, I hope the first one is aimed at D.C. and it misses and blows up right over my house. So I don't have to worry about it, you know. I mean, just yeah, take, yeah. take me home, Jesus. You know, beam me up, Scotty, type thing. You know. Yeah, that's a, man. My wife and I say that very often. Beam me up, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. So, but, so but, but until he does that, we're here. We're here. This, this book, this book series is really meant to. Here in book one is meant to start the journey. You know, entertain it. The feedback I get from everybody who's read it is they they start it, they can't put it down except to go to the bathroom and. <laughs> and the sleep that they need to sleep. So it's yeah. a, it's a it's a thriller. It's a page turner. Yeah. And uh, and but it's meant to uh, really it'll have people thinking and talking about exactly this topic and what's what's really happening in our world. What's really driving these uh, these uh, these uh, evil? Yeah. Really, I, I think of them as evil policies. And oh, evil absolutely. That are going on. Yeah. 
and not just in China and Russia, but I mean in our country. I yes, mean, we are absolutely. in many ways yeah. through our media companies, our literary industry, the social media efforts, these technology giants. We are promoting you know, the the uh, the uh, some of the, the worst policies I, I could ever yeah. have imagined to yeah. have to, to give government the right to take your child mm-hmm. and change their sex. Yeah, exactly. Over parents' objections. Yep. We actually have that. We have a poor yeah. guy in Western Canada has been a dad who's been put in prison because he tried to stop the state from from changing the sex of his young team. Yeah. Imagine exactly. this. Who could have ever Who could have ever imagined that the right. world would be where it is today? Yeah. Amen. Amen. So we talked about book one. Kind of give us some insight into the beginning of book two, since that's getting ready to come out. Yes. Um, really, you know, I, I think about book one as, uh, it, 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 you know, and somebody else uh, that read it said, it, you know, book one, which is a, a full, you know, it's a large novel, it's a full-length novel, 100,000 words. It is, it is almost a, 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 a prologue for the entire book series in that mm. in book one, we understand Jonas and we understand that he really doesn't have a value system. He doesn't have faith and he doesn't have a value system except survival. In book two, we see him uh, adopt uh, the value system of the philosopher Nietzsche, which is uh, selfishness first, power always wins. So, you know, Nietzsche Nietzsche is, I think, philosophically, is the foundation of our modern leftist uh, uh, set of of value systems, which is if you can get away with it, it's good to go. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, which is how I view the left. Uh, in our world today, and uh, so I, I think that uh, in 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 two we see him grab onto that philosopher as he as his as he works to establish his power base. You're going from you know a terribly crippled uh, abused kid uh, in Harlem growing up, mixed race kid. Uh, he 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 now in book two he aspires to be the king of Manhattan, mm-hmm. uh, and he and he grabs on to the value systems and philosophies that underpin, uh, uh, you know, selfishness and narcissism mm-hmm. and, and yeah. winning, winning at all costs to others, as opposed to, you know, and, and, and Hella, Hella discusses it with him. Hella, of course, has read everything, you know, everything, mm-hmm. knows everything. Right. And Hella discusses the great, the great gulf in philosophers. She, she said it when she read all the philosophers, it left her hollow because of the great juxtaposition between those uh, like Jung and Freud and, and uh, Nietzsche, who propose that selfishness wins and selfishness is right, establish your own power structure, whatever the harm to others doesn't matter, mm. it's the way of the world, versus those of uh, St. Thomas Aquinas, for example, that mm. and many others that promote that um, selflessness right. is a virtue and, and helping others. And you know, the golden rule, treat mm. others right. as want to be treated, mm. yep. is, is the philosophy of, of, of Christianity. You know, it's yep. it's the it's the philosophy that you know Christianity under and Judeo Christian mm-hmm. philosophies yep. uh, have underpinned underpinned Western civilization. Of, you know, giving everybody equal rights and treating everybody equally. You know, the mm-hmm. golden rule. But it's, it's Jesus's uh, uh, mission uh, not only to put God first, but to love others as yourself. Amen. Has, has led to the Western democracies that, that now that those you know the various you know the t- total free speech and everything that comes in the Western democracies has, has now led to, you know, censorship by the, by the left-leaning media and, and they're, them constantly proposing that 
anything goes yeah. is yeah. right. I remember hearing uh, a phrase a few years back, it's only illegal if you get caught. And now they've added to it saying it's only illegal if you get caught, but even if you get caught, it doesn't matter because they just well, that's right. no bail and well, all like, that stuff. So. It's like this Bankman Freed guy, the latest made yeah. up, right? Yeah. So he, just, he's, he acts like, oh, what was me? I didn't know what I was doing. It was just a mistake. And yeah. the leftist media is treating him just like he's a good guy, that, you know, a kid that's made some mistakes. You know, he defrauded people of many billions of dollars. Yeah. He's, a, he's a Madoff. Yep. But as long as you, as long as these uh, people that do these wicked things uh, act contrite, then well, we're all supposed to look the other way. Right. And, uh, we yeah. can't, you know. But there is, you know, for most of us, at least certain Christians, there is a right and a wrong. Mm-hmm. And, yep. and and um, so the, so Jonas begins to explore that in book two, as as of course all sorts of um, uh, fantastic things happen. Yeah. You know, the, you know the, the 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 government comes after him basically in book mm-hmm. two. Uh, the federal government lost him, imprisoned him, and even executed him for mm. things that are going on. And so he he reacts mm. uh, yeah. with uh, with with synthetic biology and uh, with Hella with Hella at his back. There's almost nothing he can't do. Mm. Wow! So it becomes a a war develops. You know? Amen. Amen. So when do you think book two will be published? Uh, in the spring. Yeah, spring. Okay. For as, soon as, as soon as I get all the reviews in, so I can put them on the back of the cover. Uh, I'll be uh, launching that. In the meantime, you know, and the challenge is, you know, I'm self-published, really, right. because I, I, you know, the big, I had a, a top agent, uh, literary agent, uh, and movie agent in uh, L.A. read it and loved it, book okay. one, loved it. And he said, you know, I can't sell this to book publishers because it's 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 because of its Christian content. <laughs> book publishers won't buy that today. Wow. Now, you know, if you're you know if you're a Minority, or uh, you know, if, if I was a black lesbian, I could probably write anything. And get it <laughs> Amen. Yeah, that's true. That's and and true. I'm not being hostile to any African American lesbian, but I'm just saying the book industry now is so biased against yeah. Christianity, you can't get yeah. it published. So I had a mid-sized Christian publisher read it, came and she actually read it. The owner uh, read it in about 24 hours because she came right back to me with a whole bunch of uh, detailed thoughts throughout mm-hmm. the length of the book loved it, wanted to publish it, but, but they're so small. She said, well, we take 60%, but you have to do all the marketing. Oh, and I wow. said, wait a minute, I get 40% and I have to do all the marketing. Wow. So, so, so we have, you know, so the Christian publishers tend to be quite small. Yeah. Uh, I've not been able to get to Tinsdale. If you're out there, I've not been able to get to the guys that published the left behind series. Okay. Uh, but uh, that, that would be, uh, they obviously figured out how to, how to market that. Yeah. So one of my goals uh, next spring you know, getting these uh, book review on book two done is to try and, you know, they, they only take referrals that you can't go to them directly. So I'm trying uh, to get enough, uh, get enough momentum in the industry, enough people will talk about it, then they take notice. Amen. Well, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to ask a question, maybe do an interview such as this, how can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? Yeah, please uh, go to uh, uh, DC, a website, dcsmithbooks.com, okay. dcsmithbooks.com, and there... Uh, there are my emails available on there. Just send me an email. Amen. Amen. Books.com. All right. Praise the Lord. And, and your book, uh, where can they obtain a copy of your book? Is it on Amazon? It is. It's on Amazon okay. right now. Yeah, in uh, hardback, softback, uh, Kindle. Outstanding. Outstanding. I'll put links to all this down in the show notes below. Folks. It'd be a great, great, great Christmas gift. Amen. That's right. There is no doubt. That we're living in the last of the last days, as depicted in the Bible. 
Since many people, yeah. they just don't even attend church anymore. Many are unaware of just how accurate the last days is depicted in the Bible is being played out right before our eyes. This is one of the reasons God inspires authors like D.C. Smith to write these kinds of books. I mean, they are more easily accepted by those who may not be believers, which allows the accuracy of the story to, to maybe capture their attention and possibly let the Holy Spirit do a work in their lives before it's too late. Amen? I urge you to drop down the show notes, obtain your copy of Apocalypse Game right now. In fact, at the time of this recording, as he said, it is Christmas season, and I know this book would make a great gift for someone that you know. And you do too. Amen. Drop down the show notes, order two, three, or more copies. Pass them out to those you care about. You never know what work God will do simply because you obeyed. Amen. DC, thank you again for coming on the program and sharing with us the current events in light of your great book, you know, Apocalypse Game. I, I, I appreciate it, brother. I look forward to having you back on the program in the future. Well, Bob, God bless you and God bless your audience. Amen, folks. That is all the time we have for today. For D.C. Smith and myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.